Hello, hello guys. How are we? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we're trying to change the narrative around here. So, I very like almost spontaneously sat down to film this at 5pm. Wait, can I just... I'm scared this is going to explode. Oh! Oh yeah. Sorry if that was really loud in your ear. We've got a Coke Zero today, guys. I will never ever understand this bloody microphone because last week the waves were so big on garage band and now they're they're just non-existent what happens if i turn this nothing okay nothing i can just hear myself really loudly in the ear so let's hope this is nice and loud for you guys at home because i know you want to hear me will i ever truly learn how to film a podcast properly and stop winging it probably not you guys who are watching can't see my lovely little jelly cat today we're actually sat with a yellow blanket because i just went downstairs to get my big pink fluffy one and my mum's asleep with it <laughs> my parents have been working literally non-stop so hard with this move we've moved house if you're if you haven't listened to last week's podcast or you don't follow me on my socials um and yeah it's been a whole ordeal um we have so much stuff and we've like kind of downsized um yeah and they've just been working so unbelievably hard and letting me kind of like get on with my work which I really appreciate um so I was not going to steal it off her and you know it's a nice change of colour yellow I'm also wearing black which I don't know how I feel about but the fit of this top is from another story so it's just literally the best thing ever oh my god and there's builders in the house so we have like a fridge where they're working and my parents treat people that like just treat people any people so lovely <laughs> so lovely um like we're leaving this house and they've like they've wrote down loads of notes for the house they've, i know this was probably like bare minimum for some people but like i know my brother when he moved into his new flat in london like it was a mess it was disgusting they just left behind whatever um and even though this house that we've moved into is like not even kind of intact like we're literally living in half a house like they've made sure they've cleaned the other house so well i'm pretty sure they've left them a bottle of prosecco i might be lying but there was a bottle of like prosecco there and i feel like that's definitely they've left them um and they've wrote them like they're just really lovely and they have this fridge where the builders are and it's like stocked with like water bottles fanta coke zero chocolate so it's great because there's a constant supply of coke zero which i'm not complaining about do i wish it was pepsi max sure but i'm actually coke zero is really growing on me god i'm really shaking um anyway today's episode is all about self-aware but asking the question are you too self-aware are we too self-aware? Because I think I've come to the realisation recently that I am. I do, in fact, take the awareness to maybe a level that is absolutely not in my own interest. Absolutely not for... Too good. Not for my own good, even. That's what the saying is. And I literally just planned this episode. It's so long. I didn't mean it to be this long. I actually thought it was quite short. Literally about an hour ago. So I'm very excited. It's still quite fresh in my brain, so I'm ready to go. But first things first, obviously, let's start with our gratitudes. I'm actually currently in a real outfit, which I never do. But I'm wearing slipper socks. Um, and I mean, like, slipper socks, if you're watching. Like, they're not socks, but they're not slippers. They're slipper socks. Like, not cosy socks. That's not what I mean. They have a sole. And me owning these slipper socks, one, wonderfully convenient. Baggy on the foot. The seams are kind of in annoying places, which is fine. We can get over it. But they're baggy on the foot. They're easy to put on. You know, they're not a sock, so I can kick them off. I can, like, they're just great. Um, and when I was buying them, I thought, oh, slipper... I was, like, buying cosy socks, and I thought, oh, slipper socks. I've not had them since I was about nine. Um, so I walk over, and this old woman, great, 
you know, it's like old people that just have good vibes because some people don't have good vibes when they're old. But she had great vibes. Um, and her and her husband were buying these, I assume husband, you know, maybe, maybe it's boyfriend. Her and her partner were buying these slipper socks. And he was like, she was like, oh, they've got them, they've got them. And he was like, why don't you buy a few pairs? Because, you know, you go through them like every week. And I just thought, these socks represent my, my whole entire existence. The fact that probably the only other people in Primark buying them are old ladies because every other aspect of my life I am an old woman in and I aspire to get to the point where I'm going through well I don't but I do also aspire to get to the point where I'm going through slipper socks every week because I'm wearing them that much because I enjoy the comfort of them that much I want to get to the point where it's acceptable oh that was pathetic acceptable for me to wear slipper socks out of the house that would be that's how I know I've made it well debatable but it would be a good time what am I grateful for? When I was planning this podcast, I'm literally like a hitchhiker, traveller at the moment, basically homeless because we have no Wi-Fi. My job revolves around having Wi-Fi. So I'm currently, the word just came to my head again, like, like sofa hopping, couch hopping around all the different cafes in my area to try and find one with decent Wi-Fi. Today I revisited one because it's close. It definitely did have Wi-Fi. It's not the best thing in the world but it had Wi-Fi um, and the, I knew they would let me stay there for a few hours. Like I, I didn't get bad vibes because like the place you sit is like downstairs from where the people are. So they're not just constantly looking at you and being like, you're right, you want another drink? Which I have had that experience because where I live just doesn't have this cafe culture working situation. Um, so I went back and then last time I had scrambled eggs and toast and it wasn't great. It was not great because they put one so much scrambled eggs they are not stingy on the portions but on like one again gorgeous piece of bread but so much scrambled egg the scrambled egg sometimes i'm so specific with it like it can make me feel ill like i love eggs but scrambled eggs like they've got to be a certain way um and they were a bit like creamy but soggy but like the egg was funny and then it was on the bread for so long that the bread was soggy so like it just wasn't it didn't hit it was like very subpar and then I went back and they had this truffle mushroom toasty with a parmesan and chili aioli and I thought next time that is that's what I'm getting I couldn't decide between the two but I thought okay I'll get eggs you know protein and then I thought next time I'll 100% get this truffle toasty and oh my god I'm so glad I did because it was literally one of the best things I've ever experienced it was delightful and do you know what it had a lot of cheese in it and I am not a cheese fanatic by any means I actually really hate melted cheese um but it was delightful and it reminded me, like, the truffle was, like, just enough. It was, oh, it was exquisite. And um, it reminded me of the time we were in Malta, you know, big, there was a bigger YouTube crazy round trip with Party Hard. Um, literally every YouTuber and influencer you have probably ever seen on your view page or Instagram feed was there. Um, and we all, went, on the last night, went for this big dinner. And it was, like, a, basically a truffle restaurant. We all ordered everything truffle, sides of truffle mash, truffle mac and cheese truffle trips everyone had truffle pasta or truffle pizza and literally we i'm not joking like accidentally got high around the table and now the taste of truffle just like reminds me of that um apparently in european countries like the truffle that they use can get you high especially if you eat it in large quantities and when i say like the air was truffle like we went ham on the truffle i'm seeing my besties this weekend i'm actually going to see imogen after filming this podcast which i'm excited for i'm going to walk up and meet her at the train station um because i also need to pick up and return a parcel there she's gonna come see the new house gonna go on a walk beach walk maybe get some food not sure um so i'm super super excited for that but this weekend we're gonna go drive up to leicester and see gabby which i'm also so excited for 
oh, that was better. And then I said, work is looking up. A lot of exciting things are going on in my life. And once upon a time, this is the thing with like manifesting and like trying to bring the good vibes into your life. You just have to accept that you don't know when or how they're going to come into your life. And a few months ago, I didn't see the when, I didn't see the how, I didn't know what was going to happen, how it was going to happen. Um, and it's just all suddenly unfolding. And this isn't me saying, oh my God, I've got so many great, exciting projects going on. Like, oh, I can't tell you. I've got no secret projects whatsoever. Um, but it's just like good things are happening, you know, just like good vibes. Sorry, I feel like I'm really talking fast and it's probably because I'm like really shaking like a bit. My adrenaline's like, whoa. Um, I'm always like, oh, I can't from a podcast sometimes. Well, not always, literally very, very rarely. Like just now I was like, okay, have to like set it all up. Cause like I said, this house is a bit of a mess of this room. If you could see the other side of this room I'm looking at. Um, see now, now I'm like acting to the camera and I'm going to be doing like motions, but hopefully it won't be that bad. Um, the general problem last week was what does vulnerability look like to you? Obviously I kind of explained the whole, the whole episode was kind of my opinion on it, but for anyone that hasn't listened, I won't bore you with it, but a snippet. Um, to me, to be vulnerable is to be like truly happy and almost like aware that things can change and not everything's going to be great, but like being okay with that and not letting it affecting you and kind of in a way like just letting life happen to you, just like accepting things as they come and like being truly happy and like more like free, just like letting things come and go in your life without holding these great attachments to them, I think can be quite a vulnerable state to be in. And breathe. Recently, it has come to my attention. I feel like I need to burp again, but I literally don't, like, I'm not, I'm peeing now, like, I don't burp. Like, I don't burp, and it's so annoying. Like, my body just, like, doesn't know how to do that almost. Anyway, it's come to my attention recently that I might be too self-worth for my own good. I constantly, and I mean constantly, <laughs> overanalyze every single thought and feeling that I might experience and try to immediately find a solution to said thought or feeling. Which for some, you might be thinking, wow, that's my dream. I'd love to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I'd love to be able to connect my emotions to my thoughts and, you know, rationalise them. And I agree, to some extent, because it means I'm unable to live in the moment to some circumstance. Um, I'm unable to feel the feeling or think the thought, if you will, because I have to come up with an answer and a solution, which leads me to be very, very hard on myself. Or either leads me to be hard on myself or is the reason that I am so hard on myself. No, sorry. Either I'm so hard on myself so that I do this or this is what causes me to be so hard on myself. I'm not sure. Um, because if I'm able to find a solution or an answer, which most of the time I am, so the problem is then if I'm unable to act upon said action, or, um, answer or solution, then I get really mad at myself because it's like I have this answer in my hand on how not to feel this feeling or even why I feel this feeling. So like that should be comforting. I should be able to do that action. But normally I'm left with like no energy from trying to come up with a solution and just overall feeling this like emotional exhaustion from like trying to explain everything I'm doing and like trying to rationalize it or trying to validate it or trying to find out where it's come from. Oh my God, this is pathetic. That by the time I get there, I've got no energy to do it. Now I feel guilty, now I feel ashamed and now I feel like there was no point doing it and like, frustrated with myself and it's a vicious cycle so i guess i wanted to do this episode to talk to you about this to see if this is something maybe you feel because as always this is an open discussion please message me and tell me how you feel anonymously post on the facebook group share your thoughts and feelings dm me whatever you want to do um about being self-aware potentially too self-aware 
and almost like the pros and the cons and like trying to find that balance. So, shall we start this episode off with what does it mean to be self-aware? Self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself, <laughs> pretty self-explanatory, and how your actions, thoughts or emotions do or don't align with your internal standards. So, I don't really just question whether things I'm doing like align with my standards and like my highest self, if you, if you will. I like, like I said, it's this like need to find reason and like an answer. More like trying to connect dots, I think, but like to quite an quite an intense extent. Um, and my therapist yesterday called it too emotionally intelligent for my own good. So I was like, let me go Google that. Emotional intelligence is often defined as the ability to perceive, use understand manage and handle emotions so i think this maybe fits the fits the bill a bit more if you will because it's that to use understand manage which is what i try and do to like potentially an unhealthy extent um and here i go again trying to label what it is <laughs> is it self-awareness is it emotional intelligence how do i find the answer like this is literally a prime example of what i do um and then i just put a little thought that's thinking I wonder if this problem is like maybe rooted in a little bit of anxiety um which is something I've always been a little bit adamant that I don't really struggle with but I think recently I've come to terms with the fact that I probably do but just not in a stereotypical way but I'm also very quite stereotypically anxious like I'm not very good in a room full of people but like I'm not anxious because I'll happily go and do things like by myself and like do you know what it is like I'm quite anxious when there's other people around when, for example, if I don't know something, like say I'm like talking to a taxi driver and I don't know something, or I'm talking to like a person at a restaurant and I don't really know how to pronounce something, or like I want to ask a question what's in a dish, I'm way more likely to kind of do that on my own than I am with people around me. I'm almost like more embarrassed the moment like my friends are there or my family's there, which is really bizarre. But the moment I'm by myself, I'm like, almost more confident which is why I've always been like I'm not an anxious person because to me like anxiety is I feel like I've always seen it as like you're scared to do things by yourself but anyway um like it feels like it's maybe in anxiety of this like want to control everything like have everything under control make sure like there's no room for error I always know what's going on so like I don't know so maybe like other people can't affect it or I know how to handle myself so I don't need other people's help, maybe, because I'm anxious I'm being a burden. Like, maybe that's where it comes from, like, me trying to do everything myself. I'm not sure. Only thing is, <laughs> being emotionally intelligent also said it's like being able to take criticism very well, being super open, like, almost this element of being very vulnerable, which we all know it's not very me. Like I said, here I am trying to find that solution. Like, okay, it's not quite emotionally intelligent because I'm not good at it. Basically, I, it's this, it's this aspect of over-analyzing things that I'm self-aware about, which I feel like I've explained really well later on. So, um, I wanted to Google how you can kind of stop this and how you can overcome this because it's definitely something I would like to stop because it keeps my mind chatter, chatter, fucking chatter, 24, like this doesn't shut up because I'm constantly over-analyzing thoughts and feelings like I wouldn't say I really I do sometimes but I wouldn't say I really overanalyze like like people do when they have anxiety like overanalyze like interactions with people I, I don't really do that too much like if I if I cock up or I say something weird in front of someone I don't know or something 
like maybe for the day I'll be like, oh, that was a bit stupid. But then I'll kind of like forget about it. But my mind's so busy constantly like, you could do this, you could do this, you should be doing this. Why are you feeling this? Why are you feeling this? You felt felt this early. Maybe that goes back to when you were four years old and like I'm constantly overanalyzing. So I would like to stop. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, let me Google like, because this is what I always do if I'm doing a podcast like I'll try and google stuff and give you guys like actual a bit more scientific evidence sometimes than just like my own chatter but I thought I'm saying here my problem is that like I'm too good at problem solving if you will like I love to think so I was like let me put these skills to the test and see if I can come up with my own answer of what would help me because I'm going to talk about this a little later on but I think the self or being too self-aware as well can come from like just having a lot of people's different lives to consume. So by me Googling like how to stop overanalyzing things and like in a chatter, if you will, I was like, let me, what, what do I think would help me? And I, the first two things came to my mind straight away, like almost simultaneously. Number one, I feel like I've been very articulate this podcast, which is great. I definitely should plan podcasts and then do them like very soon after each other, like within the day, because I feel like it's all very, fresh in my mind and we all know I'm dyslexic so I'm not very good at reading notes also remember that coffee that I had last episode to be fair I did only film it like three days ago max the coffee cup's still sitting there that's disgusting um I literally didn't even tell you that she can't even see it I'm also got a bit of a sniffle so sorry I feel like I need to pause this a minute and just like fucking have a breather Okay, so the number one thing that kind of came to my head that was like, what do I think would help me um, like not overanalyze so much? And the first thing that came, like I said, simultaneously that came to my head was over consuming definitely probably doesn't help. Rich, coming from someone with a self-help podcast that people consume. But anyway, <laughs> like I've mentioned before, I think consuming is okay if you're able to like, interpret things and not take them so literally and take what might apply to you and kind of like leave what doesn't or simply like if you're able to just like listen to this podcast and be like oh Megan feels that way like that's that's an interesting thought um or like I liked listening to her perspective and like just taking someone's story as like their own story and just like listening to something just to like enjoy listening if you know what I mean and like learning not necessarily always like trying to see yourself in it if you know what I mean like not seeing like I'm super interested in self-help like going to like listen to a self-help podcast just because I find it interesting and like just listening and being like oh that's that was a good bit of information not constantly trying to see it as like a opportunity to grow and learn and like what are they going to say is bible and I should like really try like for example every single diary of a C episode yeah diary of a ceo episode love them but I'm constantly trying to relate it to my own life which is sometimes great and probably the purpose of it but there's so many episodes what do they do come out every monday and thursday i don't listen to them all because i once upon a time i felt like all of his guests i knew and now i don't know them and that doesn't make them not interesting i'm sure they're still very very interesting but if i don't know the name i'm not going to commit to like a two-hour episode of it normally um anyway though there's so many and so it's like imagine i simply can't take that all in i cannot imagine if I listen to all of them I cannot listen to four hours of interviews every week and try and see myself in every single part of it but I do like something that literally might not even relate to me like someone talking about addiction I'm like what's the lesson here can I apply it to my own life which like I said is great if you're seeing this lesson even once a week 
a quick little snippet. Oh, like I heard this two minute rule for productivity is really good. I wonder if I could put that into my own life. That's simple, but like a life lesson of like, yeah, like these, because I feel like the episodes have like four huge life lessons in them or more, like just simply over consuming and learning so much <laughs> that it's like, now you have this material to overanalyze with, if you know what I mean. Whereas really, oh my God, sorry if that's really gross. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that out. Um, I just burped again. Um, yeah, whereas really I should probably just like enjoy the interview and like be like, oh, that's interesting that their life was like that. I didn't know that about them or like, oh, that's really sad. Or like, I'm so glad they got over that. And just like listening to it just to enjoy it and just like, yeah, like learn different people's perspectives and walks of life. Um, but instead I'm just constantly trying to see myself in it. So consuming less is definitely something I want to do. I would love, right? I have wanted this for so long, but with my job, it just feels like something I cannot do. Like it feels like wasted potential. Me and my therapist talked so much yesterday about this, how I just always say the word waste, waste of time, like waste of potential, which is like, what do you mean it's a waste? Like, it's just life. Like time spent doing something is never like a waste of time. It's just time. And you see all these things like, you know, if you were given like, I can't remember what the number is, like $180,000 a day and you were told you have to spend it all today um, and you would get given the same amount tomorrow, but like you couldn't carry it over. You have to spend it all today. You would do everything in your power to spend it every, like you'd do everything in your power to spend that money, all of the money that day. And then they're like, yeah, well, that's what you get with like seconds or minutes or something. But then I also think if I knew I was getting 200k every single day, I would not worry if I didn't spend it one day because like I'm just getting it again tomorrow. So I don't actually think that analogy is very good because if you knew every single day you were getting 200k, you would not do everything in your power to spend it. For the first like week you would, then you'd be like, oh, I actually am getting this tomorrow. And then you would just stop kind of thing. Unless there was something you really wanted. Like after a week of spending 200k every day, you'd be like, okay, I have everything I want now. I don't need to rush. Do you know what I mean? So I don't actually really like that analogy. Look at me um, taking life lessons and like analysing them and being like, no, thank you. Of course I'm analysing them. That's literally what this this podcast is about. But being able to be like, I don't agree with that. Something I've never, that power I've never really had. Um, but anyway, yeah, what I would love to do is like book a week away. Doesn't even really have to be away. But like the vibes are always better in the sun, you know? Um, book a holiday or a week away, like just me maybe my boyfriend, you know, um, but just me, turn off my phone, not really do much, like, just kind of, like, as in, like, no, it would be fun to explore a new city as well, but, like, kind of just, like, sit with myself and not over-consume and just do simple things like puzzles, sudokus, you know, like, sunbathe, like, maybe listen to music, dance, make good breakfast, like, cook, like, really indulge in, like, kind of self-care for a week with like no overconsumption, no consumption of other people's life at all and just like I feel like that's a break do you know what I mean so that's something I would love to do but yeah I'd love to consume less for a bit and make some podcasts on you guys that are like some podcasts that are more like based on experience or just like more fun light-hearted episodes where maybe I talk about like story times or like things that just don't involve me over consuming too much and like learning too much for a little bit because I feel like that would actually really help me but obviously I still want to make really interesting podcasts for you guys so don't worry like I'm not gonna 
stop all of a sudden. But I also would love to like make podcasts that you guys can also just like they have that self help element where you kind of leave like you like it was a little bit of self care and like it still had that wellness element to it. Like I don't want to sit here and do like fashion podcasts. Um, like it still has that lifestyle wellness element to it, but you don't leave feeling like I've just told you loads of information because that's the reason I kind of made this podcast. Like I want to make things easy and accessible for you guys. And like, I don't want you to ever leave my podcast feeling overwhelmed. Um, which you probably do when I treat them like a therapy session like this, but yeah, I'd love to tone the podcast down a bit. One, so I'm not consuming so much because it's like, reading about self-help is like my work, also my own interests, like I do it for the podcast, I do it for my own life, I do it for like my own, so like I'll do a research for a podcast, like when I did the instant versus delayed gratification, for example, that took a lot of like, not a lot of research, but I remember that one being like quite research heavy. And then I'm also doing like a mindfulness, just to like my level three mindfulness course, just to like generally up my knowledge so that when I'm talking to you about these things like I've got that perspective coming through as well so it's like my passion projects my podcast my work my own like everything is just like me over consuming things about the same topic like I said like love to see episodes so even when I'm switching off I'm like watching interviews with people and then like analyzing it to myself so I'd love to just like stop consuming for a bit but then my job is to literally make things for people to consume so I'll let you know when I <laughs> know how I'm gonna go about that one um but yeah I think definitely like not consuming as much and not learning as much just so you have less material to overanalyze on like the less you know the less you can overanalyze to a certain extent um and then recently if you've been following me on my on my personals you'll know I've been loving a Sudoku <laughs> you know like the number puzzle where it's like one to nine in a row column in a box God, I fucking love them. And maybe this is totally ironic and me overthinking and overanalyzing why I like Sudoku and, you know, just doing what I do best. But I think what I'm about to say is totally true and totally valid and actually not excessive overthinking. I was thinking, God, I'm always fucking thinking, how can I stop overthinking so much? And my first thought was, well, maybe put that into something else. And I think I love Sudoku because it, like, itches my brain it's like solving a problem that makes logical sense. There's one answer and they can be pretty tricky. And like, if you get stuck, it's like, you know, there's an answer. So, you know, there's something you're missing. And that's almost how I feel sometimes when I like feel a certain emotion, like say I wake up and I'm having an off day or an off week. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Like there is a cause. Why can't I find it? Um, and I always feel like that with Sudoku. Like when I'm stuck for like 20 minutes, I'm like, there is an answer here. Like don't put the book down because you're just missing something. And like I said, it just like itches my brain, like stretches my brain. Um, But I'm not doing it about myself. I get to logically think, I get to problem solve. I get to like, yeah, just like sit down and really overanalyze something and like come to an end point. And it has nothing to do with me and my own emotions. Like I'd love to learn guitar, right? I've been thinking about this recently, which would be similar. You know, I'd have to learn, have to concentrate, have to focus on something. Any hobby that requires kind of like learning. But I think Sudoku is so easy because it's literally a book. I'm in bed, I'm on the train, I'm in front of the TV with my parents, I'm literally wherever and it's easy and it's accessible, which is again why I think I love it and why I do it because if I had to, you know, if I was, like just now for example, I finished the day of work, 
when I'm sat in bed and I see a mistake book, I think, oh, okay, I'll just do a quick little Sudoku or something. But would I sit up, get my guitar out of its case, get a YouTube video, start learning it? Probably not. I don't have a guitar, by the way. I don't know why I said it like that, but like, theoretically. Um, but yeah, it's just so accessible and easy. I can do it in bed, wherever I want. Um, anyway, Sudoku fangirling over, but I strongly suggest that you find your equivalent of Sudoku. This could be colouring, word search, a crossword puzzle. Keep it accessible for now, like a book or a puzzle. Like maybe you could do it in bed in puzzles because don't puzzles always fit in the lid of the puzzle box? I feel like I learned that as a kid. Maybe that's not true. Um, but yeah, keep it something simple that you can do like now and then that like stretches your brain. I have an app called Impulse ad. It's not an ad. I wish it was on my phone. That's a similar thing. It's like so many cool brain puzzles. And I seen this book the other day that now I really wish I bought and it's called... Um, oh what's it called like paper and pencil or something and it was like a book of like sudokus basically not sudokus but like brain puzzles like on a page though um like just one singular page just like different things to figure out um which was really cool but yeah like tesco and asda have so many puzzle books they're like three pound like mine's like a tesco owned sudoku kind of book they come out of them every month i think um <laughs> it's, just, it's just like sick I'd be really enjoying it like get like I said like being able to itch my brain that way and it just like have nothing to do with me and like it takes so much concentration that I'm not thinking about anything else I'm just really enjoying it so they were my immediate thoughts um and maybe I should have spoken first about what it means to be self-aware and like how to get there but I also think if you listen to this podcast you're more than likely leaning to my end of the spectrum where perhaps you're being a little bit too self-aware rather than learning how to be self-aware because in my humble opinion, you need to have some level of self-awareness to be in self-growth and self-development. And this is kind of a self-development podcast. So for you to be here in the first place, in my head, you should have, or not you should, you shouldn't have anything. You do, you baby girl. But in my head, you would have some form of self-awareness. But anyway, maybe that's completely naive of me. Um, so And you thought this was going to be an episode on how to get self-awareness or what that even looks like or wondering if you do have self-awareness. So in my expert opinion, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what a really good level of self-awareness would be. Obviously, it's not an expert opinion. I actually didn't Google any of this. This is out of my fresh brain because I thought, let me almost outline what I think. If I could like erase some traits from my head, what would I bring my self-awareness down to? Number one you're able to understand the consequences of your actions basically on other people. To me, this is like basic level of self-awareness. Like everyone should have this. I don't think you'll get very far in life without this. You're able to just understand like, okay, I said this to someone that upset them. I'm not going to do that again. Or you're able to like understand before you say something. If someone's like, do you like my outfit? And you're able, you're self-aware enough in your head to go, if I say they look like an ugly bitch in that, they're probably going to be upset. Like that is being self-aware. Super simple, number one. Number two, to me, oh, I said these aren't Googled, we know that. Being able to cheer yourself up. This number two point is gonna go on for a while, so stay with me because I did go on a bit of a tangent while I was planning this. But being able to cheer yourself up, like knowing yourself, if you will. Being aware of what makes you happy so you can do more of those things, but also being aware of what upsets you, what annoys you, what makes you mad, so you can attempt to avoid them. For me, this comes in levels of like knowing yourself. I think basic level is knowing that makes me happy, that makes me sad. But then we can also go on to things like knowing how you work best, whether that's being in silence, being in noise, being at a desk, being more productive in the morning, evening, the list goes on. For me, 
I think this one's pretty safe to some extent. I'll kind of go onto it in two seconds. But for me, knowing yourself, like knowing what makes you happy, sad, when you're most productive, like what you do like, what you don't like, is pretty basic level self-care that you can't go wrong with. I can't see much room for error. For me, it's when you start to analyse this and decide basically if this thing about you is wrong or right um, and start to judge it. So there's nothing wrong with being like, oh, it makes me really happy to have a really slow morning until 10 a.m. on my days off, till 12 p.m., let's say, on my days off. That makes me so happy. I love that. I feel like I really deserve it. And then you see something on TikTok or whatever that says you shouldn't do that, super unproductive, not good for you. You need to be, you see someone on their day off wake up at 5 a.m., for example, and then you start to say, like shit and you start judging yourself for being self-aware this is where in the conflict comes in and I think where I struggle the most um if you're able to know yourself with no judgment you're set it's when you judge yourself for example I've literally wrote the same thing okay apparently all billionaires wake up at 5 a.m well I'm I'm not more productive in the evening but let's just say this is my example it's not it's not a personal story um all billionaires, billionaires wake up at 5am, you know, the most success, how to be successful, how to be a, be a billionaire, all billionaires wake up at 5am and then you're sitting there thinking, fuck, well I'm an evening person, so I'm wrong and I will never be successful because the most successful people wake up at 5am, no, no, no fucking no, you're just, you're just like different, you're just not that person, like, I'm sure there's so many people in this world who've been successful that like wake up at 12pm and work till 12am. And we've just decided that, okay, yeah, no, that's not optimal sleep times, you know, that's not optimal for your health, but that's, that's a different, that's a different story. That's a bit of an extreme, you know, 12am, 12pm, but just like judging that. So like knowing that 5am won't work for you, but then now deciding that that's wrong and you should feel otherwise. That's where I think, yeah, the conflict comes in. It's like my last episode. Um... I said, to me, this is so, so, so unbelievably important and literally the foundation to everything. I think I've just had this big realisation recently and it's like a few episodes ago when I did the unconditional love for yourself episode. That's what this is all about. Like just finding out what you is and doing that and loving that and accepting that. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about, fucking shocker, I've been thinking a lot, um, about, oh yeah, this is a good one about how we're almost searching for like who has the best blueprint of life like who's doing life the best who's got it the most right is it the gym junkies is it the slow livers is it the hustlers is it the ones with the great social lives we're exposed to so many different types of lives and so many different types of lifestyles you can't help but compare and judge who who maybe has it best who's doing it most right so i say this right because i seen a tiktok the other day um and it was like a stitch of one of her old videos when she was like at the gym at 5am and apparently didn't have much of a social life. And she, I think it was a stitch or it might've just been like a, back when I thought going to the gym at 5am and having no social life was like the right way to live. And now I don't care if I have abs and I'm going out every weekend and like, this is the right way or something. She implied that like what she used to do was wrong and what she's doing now was right. And for her, that might be 100% right. Like I'm sure for her, she's learned that social life is more important to her than getting up at 5am and going to the gym. But I just thought, if anyone sees this now and they go to the gym at 5am and they do truly enjoy that, they're going to be thinking, fuck, 
I'm doing it wrong. And people who only have a social life and don't go to gym are going to be seeing that thinking, okay, if I fuck, I need to balance them both. And I just thought, why are we constantly comparing to other people's lives? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I need a sip of Coke Zero. Um, so yeah, but you can't help but compare and judge when there's all these different lives. But the truth is, each has pros and cons. And like I always come back to, um, if something about one of these lifestyles resonates to you, try, it's like I was saying, try like being able to listen to self-help things and like take what you want and leave what you want. If you see a lifestyle, you see someone's morning routine, you think, oh, I love that part where you wake up at, no, I don't like the part where you wake up at 5am, say, because that's more realistic. But I love the part where you go, I love how you go for a walk straight away as soon as you wake up to get fresh air. That sounds like something that would resonate me, resonate with me. Um, and then if it doesn't, cool, leave it. And if it does, cool, great. But just this like real judgment, like being self-aware and being like, oh, I love getting up at 5am. And then someone says to you, oh, you're a fucking lunatic. That's the middle of the night. Like, rah, rah, rah. and then you're like, shit, okay, fuck, that's not right. What am I doing now then? If you like something, do it. And that sounds so stupid and simple, but there is just so much on the internet that we compare ourselves to these days. So it's like, how are we almost supposed to trust ourselves when there's just so many fucking opinions? Um, so yeah, I'd love to do a whole episode on that maybe, but we'll see, I don't know. Um, being aware of what works for you and making the most of that while making sure that you're not trying to do something that works for someone else because what they've done is find out exactly what works for them and embrace that to the fullest and made it look ideal because it's ideal for them but that does not mean it's ideal for you so I'm not saying these like videos you're seeing on TikTok aren't an ideal lifestyle they they are for that person maybe or they're just like wanting to be someone which is a whole different story but just because they look so good. They look so good because that person, hopefully, has formulated it to work for them. Trial and error, they see what worked for them. They've not judged themselves. So you can literally get there too. You can find your equivalent. 5 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. None's lazier than the rest. None's better than the rest. It's just what works for that person. Like, I have lived with people who are so much more productive at the hours of, like, 10 to 12 a.m., or 10 like p.m to 12 a.m and i always was quite jealous because i'm like fuck you've got done in them two hours i was sleeping you've got done like what i've got done all day and it's like i was then jealous that they could stay up that two hours and get all that work done but what i was failing to see was like no i was getting it done at like seven to nine a.m and that doesn't make seven to nine a.m worse or 10 to 12 p.m any worse because we were both getting like great amounts of work done I just felt like I was, I was like, oh, fuck, you're doing it while I'm sleeping. But they probably thought that about me in the morning. It's just like finding what's right for you. And I think we know in our gut if something aligns with us. I know that feeling of like being self-aware. You might not feel like you're there yet, maybe. But I do genuinely think everybody has an intuition. And the more you listen to it, the louder it gets. Like if you watch sorry I keep coming back this 5am but it just feels the most relatable like if you watch a morning routine you know what part sounds nice and you know what part sounds like hell if you see someone's day in the life you know what part you think oh I'd love to be able to do that and you know what part you think fuck that I wouldn't want to do that um so for example I watch a morning routine and sometimes I see 5am and I think oh I don't want that fuck that but then I like almost want to want it which is this idea I've been thinking about a lot recently like how 
So these certain things we want in life, we want to be super fit and healthy. Um, that's a really good example, I feel like. Oh, we want to we wanna be a, like a great runner. I'd love to be a great runner. Do you actually want to be a great runner? Or do you like want to want to be a runner because they have a great lifestyle and they're super fit and you would you like want that motivation? You don't like want that lifestyle, but like you think you should want it. Like you're almost guilted into it because you think that's the lifestyle you should have. It's super thick, super healthy, whatever. So you think you should want it, but actually you don't give a fuck if you can run or not. So I like a nice 6am sometimes, but definitely in summer. Like a good, I, I do love a good 6am start when I have the motivation and I can make it work. But in summer, I'm realising now in winter, absolutely not. Like I'm waking up at 7am trying to get some work done. It's still dark outside. I'm literally not waking up. I like waking up like excited for my day and the 6am dark cold morning does not do it for me. And I've been calling myself lazy, like, oh, why can't I get up? It's 7am, that's such, like, a normal time. Why can't I get up? This is obviously quite privileged because I'm self-employed. I don't really have anywhere to be. Um, so I'm aware some people don't have a choice. But this is just my example of, like, I know 6am can work for me in the summer when I'm excited and I can get up and I can, like, go to the gym at 6am because it's light outside and stuff. But I'm coming to into winter and I'm calling myself lazy for not being able to do it. But it's not lazy, it's self-aware. Like, I don't enjoy this 6am. And yeah, sometimes you need discipline and you need to get up anyway. But also sometimes you need to honour your wants. Like, I'm not staying in bed till 12pm. I'm staying at 8am. It's lighter and I enjoy getting up like that. So it's like, this idea of like, you need to be disciplined, but you also need to honour that self-awareness that you've kind of like, developed. And being like, oh no, I do enjoy 6am, but in the summer, in the winter, I don't enjoy that same thing. And that's not you being lazy than you were in summer. It's just like, seasons are completely different it's a completely different circumstance when you're waking up and honoring that so like i said yeah that was a rant so the initial the whole point of number two is being self-aware is being aware of what makes you happy when you're most productive what makes you sad um like what kind of lifestyle you want like being aware of all these things and then not judging them basically is my point being able to be like oh i've just found out that like after my lunch break i actually really benefit from like getting up and going outside and going on a walk and completely disconnecting from work so I can come back to it and someone else not being like oh well I've already worked for half an hour in my lunch break so I get to leave home like 30 minutes earlier it's like okay cool you found what works for you I need to stay and work that half an hour extra because I need to go out disconnect myself otherwise I'll be sitting here all afternoon I won't get anything done I'll need to stay for three hours later like it's just all comes down to accepting who we are doesn't it but anyway number three to know where your emotions are coming from is quite, I think, is like a basic level of self-awareness, but only sometimes. I think being able to find the cause of where our really big emotions are coming from or emotions that are lingering around a little bit is really great and productive. Being able to be like, oh, I'm really out of energy and I'm really out of motivation. I don't really enjoy getting up in the morning and then realising that's because you don't enjoy the job that you have to go up, like, get, like, get up and go to is great because now you've found your solution. You might not be able to leave work straight away, but at least you don't think like you're really depressed for no reason. You're like, okay, it's work. How can I make that better then? Or I can't get myself to the gym. Now I'm feeling really lazy, but it's actually because you don't like the gym. Okay, cool. Now I can go to like yoga classes instead. Like finding what that cause is can sometimes be super productive, but I don't think it's always productive. And this is again where I fall down quite a lot. Because for example, if I'm having an off day and off morning and off three days even, it's okay sometimes and sometimes way more productive to just like feel that emotion and just ride it out and to honor it. Um, and then just move on to like fucking feel the feeling. Um, 
because there's so many reasons we might feel like that, especially as girls. I feel like this podcast is like 99% girls. Um, there's so many different reasons we can feel it. And like, we can go out on a walk or call our friends or like get a coffee, which is going to make us feel better in the moment, which is great. But it's not always productive finding out that cause because one, we might not know it. And two, even if we do find it, we can't fucking syringe our hormones out of us. So it's like, we've just kind of like got to get on with it. And this is where I think I get caught up. Like if I'm having a bad morning where I can't start my work, I'm like, oh my God, what is it? Oh, it's nothing. There's no cause. You're lazy. You're this, you're that. And it's like, there's no cause, but that doesn't mean your feeling isn't valid anymore. Which is, I think, just a light bulb moment, (laughs) which is what I think I struggle with. It's like, I'm aware how I'm feeling let me try and find the cause. Okay, there isn't a cause. Okay, my feeling isn't valid anymore. That last point, you need to get away with that. Being able to be self-aware and like find out where your emotions are coming from are great. But if you can't find that, and if you can't find that answer and that solution, that's also okay. You haven't done anything wrong and your emotions are still valid. You're still feeling the way you feel and being able to point out how you feel is in fact being very self-aware. So how do you know when to think it through? I kind of put here but I think that's the thing there maybe we try and think them all out but again it comes back to this no judgment if there is if we can't find the cause we just know the cause is maybe our lunch made us feel a bit sluggish we didn't have the best breakfast or you know we just got pissed off on the way to work today now we can't shake it or we're coming on to our period or whatever it is it's just too hot and stuffy and I can feel my jumper a bit too much on my skin (laughs) like that's okay and just like not judging that now and being like, I don't know what the cause is. I'm, I am just feeling like this today. Rewarding yourself for being able to point out your emotions and feel your emotions and just kind of leave it at that, I guess. Or trying to find that cause if the emotion is like seriously affecting your life. Like I have some emotions, behaviours, habits that I'm kind of aware are from past trauma. So knowing that is super helpful because now I can deal with the root cause of that. Again, I feel like 80% of the time we know where an emotion is coming from or why we might be feeling that or we just know if there isn't really a cause and we're just feeling off today so it's again this thing of like honoring that i feel like this has turned into like a being self-aware and also like then just being able to honor your emotions which is i think my struggle like being so self-aware finding that answer finding that thought and that feeling finding that solution that connection and then being lost if I don't know what to do about it. But sometimes we don't know what to do about it because we're not all fucking therapists. So just honouring that and like moving on with your life. Intuition is great. Use it and more importantly, trust it. Google says a lot of things. Um, as I said, I'm, an, I'm a fucking expert. So shut up, Google. But I don't agree with a lot of it. Like it said being self-aware is being able to make hard decisions. Like being able to point out the good and bad situations. The list goes on, which I just think that's a bit like optimistic. Like is being self-aware, again, going back to that, first definition don't want to scroll all the way up now because i'll lose it but just like being aware of if your actions align to your values i'm pretty sure it said and to me that's like being self-aware also said that only 15 10 to 15 percent of the world are truly self-aware which seems bizarre but then if they're saying that being self-aware is this big long list that's probably true anyway i think that's it after this episode because you know this whole episode's about not overanalyzing everything. And I did think this would be like a 30 minute episode, but of course it's not because I can bloody chat. As always, let me know if it resonated with you. Any opinions you have, um, let me know anything. Any opinions, any tips, any following points, anything I've said that you don't agree with. Let me know on the Instagram, the Facebook, at Life's Your Bitch. Journal prompt. Obviously, I want you guys to think about if this resonates with you. Are you too self-aware? Do you think your self-awareness could do with some work? 
where do you stand on the scale? It's helpful to know this. I hope you're all somewhere beautifully in the middle and you're able to be aware of your emotions and then also just honour them. Um, but I wanted to set a good journal prompt about this overanalyzing aspect. So I'm going to throw a few questions at you. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Do you have a hard time going with the flow? Do you feel like you have to overanalyze everything? Your thoughts and your feelings may be a little bit too much. Are you always searching for an answer? Do you fear you're wrong in life? Which I think goes hand in hand with, do you trust your intuition? Or do you judge it? Like, do you question it? And do you judge yourself? I don't know which one of these will go on the Instagram because I think they're all quite good. I think I'm going to use the, did you, do you trust yourself and your intuition? Um, but have fun with those questions. Again, answer it with no judgment. And if you fear you won't be able to, if you fear you'll answer it and you won't like the answer, you won't be able to just accept it, literally don't answer it. It is not worth going to war with yourself. Nothing ever is. If you feel like it would do more more worse than good knowing that about yourself right now because you feel like you'll need to find an answer like I will and act upon it, don't bloody answer them. I hope you have a wonderful week or whenever you're watching this, wonderful rest of your day, wonderful week coming up if you're watching this on Sunday, listening to this on Sunday. And as always, I love you all so, so much. I hope you aren't beating yourself up because you don't deserve it. Life is shit sometimes and sometimes life doesn't have the answer and that is the absolute beauty in it. So yeah, I'm going to let you go. Mwah. I love you all so much and I'll see you next Sunday with a really fun game we're going to play because like I said, I just want to do some more chill things that don't involve me consuming too much. My brother's girlfriend got me this card of like self-development questions. So we're just going to go through them blind and just like answer some of them. We're going to try and not overanalyze them and just have fun. I want you guys to play along with me and we'll see what we know about ourselves and what we don't and we won't beat ourselves up or we don't know the answer to them or if we don't have a very good answer it's gonna be like a fun game of would you rather but it's not gonna be would you rather it's gonna be questions <laughs> bye guys <laughs>